and we're live welcome back to the doomer bloomer podcast with will nemo and john win hey john how's it going hey there yes i am back and haven't done this in a while but that's good to be back and good to have a our first conversation on air in 2023 and a lot of shit going on so a lot has happened since 2021 hasn't it it's been it's been a 2022 was a squeezer of a year yeah i i thought we did do something in 2022 though no we did a a brief a brief preamble in november of 2021 gotcha wow it's been that long eh yes sir time flies time flies when you're busy Oh yeah, dude. Working on twenty million different things, but at least at least four. Yeah, yeah. For me, it's working like business wise and for financial reasons. Four. Yeah. Uh, plus other things that are pretty important to me besides that. But yeah, busy, busy, and you know. It, with the stuff I got going on, I, I never feel like I have enough time for any of them because like I'm so spread out. But that's the the curse. I can get good at a lot of things, but I guess that's the curse of someone that has polymath tendencies. Yes. I just I... can't help myself. <laughs> well, I think it's like Grant Cardone says, it's, it's about basically setting your priorities and saying no to your distractions right yeah that's for me like 2023 is about saying no to a lot of things i'm i'm crushing three different podcasts i'm crushing my own renewable or sustainable energy business this year and uh, yeah working full-time at the same time right so it's it's all it's all juggling so I enjoy spending time with you, John. So we wanted to discuss this emerging chat GBT or open AI, or as people are calling it. I have used it. I'm sure you have used it, John. It's probably the topic of discussion for 2023, January. So far, yeah. I know Alex Hamozi did a video about it. And we just wanted to chime in and yeah, I mean, it's been, it's been everywhere. Yeah. A lot of, a lot of people have talked about it on, you know, being people like Joe Rogan and guests, very smart people. What's his name? Yeah. Really, really smart guy. Really smart guy. He's actually, we're, we're going to get into kind of like the economic state of the current economic state of the world a little bit too uh, later on kind of ties in with AI economics for sure. But yeah, I, I, I think like the chat GPT is like one, one of the more current emerging AIs right now that, that can do extra, extra, extraordinary things. But that's just like one by many that that uh, that are that have been developed and have done extraordinary things and are in develop in development right now. 
and I, I think like the overarching topic here is going to be about <clears throat> like the future implications of AI in general, right? Well, we're, I mean, we've seen it. I kind of predicted this about two years ago. Well, we've talked about this like in, in the first, the first few podcasts we did together. Yeah, in 20, 2019, we did, if you look back in the archives, I know specifically which episode, I'll try and link it in the description, but yeah, we knew that this eventuality was coming. We just didn't know how fast and where and when, but it sounds like all of these technology companies are pushing, pushing, pushing. You know, that's why OpenAI is a, is a thing. That's why Neuralink is a thing. A lot of people are interested in this merging technology, right? <clears throat> because it's basically able to take the collective <clears throat> knowledge of humanity and condense it into a chat box, essentially. Right? Yeah, basically use it, have access to it almost instantly and be able to make coherent I, I, I figured out how to jailbreak it to get rid of the woke, the wokeness that uh, crept in into the gotcha. programming. Somebody sent me a script to, to, to jailbreak it. So it's not so woke. Yeah. There's uh, quite a few things. Yeah. Because it, it, it spits out some, some really like social justice warrior. Like it, it's just, it's, 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 it's quite interesting. But I personally use a lot of the time for net copy. I have been using it for job applications, cover letters. It can do programming, which I'm learning Python, so which that's going to be very helpful for me. Good, good. What about yourself, John? What do you personally use it to devise a plan to conquer the world? Oh, got Genghis Khan style. Under the undisputed president of Earth, but no. you mean you mean emperor of Earth? Emperor, yeah. Can I, yeah. Can I be your advisor? <laughs> yeah, sure. I don't, I don't want to. Ask chat that. GPT though. Well, that, okay. that would ultimately make chat GPT the real, the real puppet master. Well, who's controlling who at, at a certain point, right? Yeah, it, yeah, it, exactly. The li the lines get really blurry. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It really, it really, it, it's, it's, it's such a disruptive technology. It's just like, yeah, who is controlling who like did i actually come up with what i came up with because i asked an intelligent question and it gave yeah. me it gave me a collectivism type well, of types of yeah, answer well, that, that, this is going to be important this is probably going to be a very important important skill in the future is like how to prompt these ais to get to get valuable information and valuable insights from it. Yeah. Um, like I, I, I want to like, be, you know, like a, pr a more primitive, primitive example is like Boolean searches on Google, for instance. Ah, uh, yes, of course. You, you, you can get a lot more information. Like if you maximize how to search, yes. I mean, you, you like Google is, is, is a lot more than people think because people really don't know how how to search a lot of people don't know how to search on on google right there's mm -hmm. a bunch of processes that you can implement when you're searching that can give you such a such such a more in-depth 
look of what's out there where you can really dial in the exact information that you want. Because like, I mean, with all the SEO and then market, like paid ads and stuff like that, it's very, it's very hard when there's all this information on the web to give relevancy. Well, Years I mean, Google's done a great job. Why, hence it's why it's one of the most popular, well, not popular, but one of the biggest uh, market cap companies in history. You know, it's uh, it's a very hard undertaking at this point. There's so much content out there. But I think like the future, at least in the somewhat near to mid-term future, those that can maximize using these AIs and use their creativity and all that to be able to, to get the most out of it are, are the ones that are going to benefit the most. Of course, beyond um, beyond the programmers and the investors into the technology, right? Besides those people, which are, you know, obviously the ones that are going to profit and benefit the most off of it. But Well, like I said, I've been using it to write cover letters, copy, and programming. I think that's just the tip of the iceberg for me. I haven't really... It, it is. It is. Like, already... And this is something I started dabbling with, but I will definitely dive deeper into it. You can actually write scripts, trading scripts. So yes. you, can, you can implement some inputs and some code snippets and all that. And then you can have, you can basically, it can generate you a trading script, which becomes like a trading bot for you to trade a certain strategy that you fine tuned yourself. Oh, oh yeah 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 it's absolutely it's absolutely amazing i mean uh, of course we know it can code i'm not like the biggest coder i'm not really a coder my wife is but for me yeah it, obviously copy internet copy uh, that's one of my projects right now is in a in a certain niche we're building we're, we're building like a passive income business you know with affiliate marketing and stuff like that and one of the things you want to do is release content and reviews and stuff on certain projects and products and chat GPT, GPT. I mean, it's, it's like a 100 X productivity tool for that. Like you, you, you can put in an article, say, Hey, can you write me a product review similar to this here? And, but for this product here, and I'll just do it in a, in a matter of seconds which is, is absolutely insane. You can use it, just write me an essay or an article about this topic and you don't have to necessarily promote anything. You're just giving useful content to people. And it, it spits out coherent, good content. Like in seconds, Jordan Peterson was talking about, he tried it and I'm paraphrasing. I'll try to get it as precise as possible, but he said, I asked it to write a book or a chapter about a new rule based on my book, 12 Rules, with a, I can't remember, the Eastern, I think it was a Zen or Taoist and King James Bible style, where it makes sense in both, or verses. And supposedly it just it just turned out something absolutely amazing. 
could hear it and that most people wouldn't be able to tell the difference if it was him or not. And like a deep fake. Spectacular. Yeah. Right. That's absolutely spectacular. A very profound author like himself, you know, is it would, it would take him a lot of time and effort to make something that would represent like his, his actual viewpoint and this AI did it in, in a matter of seconds. So that comes to that, that comes to fear that a lot of people are having is like, well, what about my job? Well, what am I, what am I I, have, have, have John, have you read the book hard times create strong men by Stefan Arneo? No, I haven't. But well, I'm, I'm very familiar with that concept, right? Let, let me just paraphrase what he says in the book mm-hmm. because it speaks to what you just said. Is we have reached at about 20, the year 2016, we have reached like at the last election cycle for Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. Like we reached what we call the conceptual age. Okay. I'm not and and we're, we're moving from labor-based professions, right, to technological innovation and create creativity-based professions, right? Like f- physical labor jobs, mm-hmm. like no offense, in 10 to 15 years, they will be automated because that is the, the for in terms of safety, ease of use, and ROI these things don't need to eat they don't need to sleep they don't take breaks they don't smoke cigarette like they there's just from a company perspective and you're going to have to look at it you're going to have to look at it from a very much a business perspective a very capitalist perspective yeah human beings are and I, I don't I don't like I don't like to I don't like to to like demean humans or put people in classifications it's just we're moving from a labor-based society into a conceptual and technological based society right and i call it the 1971 divide like if you haven't like mentally went past 1971 in your thinking and then 2001 and you're thinking and like got it onto the internet and figured out how to yeah like tranches of you know what I mean? Of progress, right? Right. They're like for myself and yourself. We're we're both. You're you're a zenial or an exennial, whatever you want to call yourself. Yeah. You're an early you're an early adopter, millennial, whatever you want to call that. Yeah, I'm 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 a first generation. Yeah, first or second you're, generation. You're you're like a T you're like a T one Terminator. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. And I'm like the liquid. I'm like the liquid version of 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 you. I'm, I'm, you know what I mean? And, and, you know, as the generations progress, you know, as a whole, right? Like you, you would, you would expect older, older millennials to be a, l- a little bit less tech savvy yeah. uh, than uh, younger millennials. And then the zoomers and so on being, you know, little sideline, actually there's, there's a phenomenon right now that zoomers are feeling what's called tech shame ah yes you know have you heard about this not particularly but fill me in 
Yeah, it's basically that everyone expects Zoomers to be very technologically savvy. Oh, yeah. And, but supposedly they're not really that good with technology. Okay. They, they kind of like ingested it and used it all their lives. But when yeah. it comes to, like, let's say, for instance, using an Excel sheet or whatever, they're completely like brain dead. And, and again, this is a generalization, but it they're completely brain dead. I because I think for for like an, an early a millennial like me, technology was so fascinating, right? It, it was such it, it was such a brand new yes brand new thing that when I when I was like before I was a teenager, it was practically non-existent like at least like computer wise and stuff like that there was little pockets of it here and there that had you know pockets of people that might have like a commodore 64 and amiga and like it could do cool things but there wasn't really no one was like society as a whole all my friends as a whole wasn't like like doing incredible things with computers it was kind of like a cool gadget some people like richer people had at home type of thing and right. then in the 90s, it started to change with the internet and connectivity. Exactly. And then access to all kinds of information and novel ways. Like every, it's like every week there was a new novel way to do something. And ima- it, 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 it was like, in this was the process of imagining uh, the potential and actually seeing the the emergence of that potential actually being materialized in the, in the real world. Right. Like this, that, that, that was like the nineties. So I think for a lot of people like my age, it was so fascinating that we, we kind of, we kind of explored it profoundly Mm. Um, compared to, compared to the younger generation now that kind of just grew up with it. It, it, Yeah. you, You take it for advantage when you're just swimming in the ocean, right? Yeah, you kind of take it for granted, and you you're not very curious, like, like about like the underlying on how everything yeah. works. You're you're kind of like, oh, these funny dances on TikTok. Like, like for me, TikTok yeah. is like one of the most. Wow, it's basically crack for your brain. It's it, it, like like if they're like it, it's the worst junk food. It's like basically eating chips. It's mental crack. It's mental. And, it's mental crack. Yeah, call, yeah. It, call it what it is, man. I, I find it cringe. Like, you actually, you have, you, you get a reward without actually doing any work at all. Exactly. You know, pick up a book and study. Exactly, and that's hard. Even for me, that used to be uh, an avid reader. Like, like I always read something consistently. The the yeah, bit the no, bit the I bit always had one book by by my bed that I, I I would read if it like if it wasn't every day it was like I'd read at least a chapter or two a week and that was like on the low end and when when I found a book that I really loved, I could devour the whole book like within oh, yeah. a few days you know what I'm saying oh yeah and, and since I've been more and more invested in using technology like I really started like digging deep technologically in, in 2010 for me, like, well, this is where I'm like, you know, this is how, this is where things are going. How am I going to get this tool beyond? Yeah. 
you know, getting information on various topics. And so like, how am I actually going to use this tool to, to uh, earn a living and stuff like that? And, and, and I ended up doing it, right? I went from someone that wasn't really computer literate to someone now can build online campaigns, design websites that yeah. can, that, that can really get almost any type of information he needs for something. And uh, like, I'm, 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 I'm fairly tech savvy, right? Yeah. And I, I personally went to engineering and technical school. Yeah. But I know the, I know the, I know that side pretty well. I'm working on the software side right now. That's what yeah. I mean when I mentioned with the Python. But for me, like it, you're, you're right. It really started for me when I did the Katimovic program and I got introduced to the WordPress, the WordPress environment. Yeah. Because WordPress actually runs a good, major, good majority of the internet. It has, it, it has a significant market share on the internet. Isn't uh, WordPress JavaScript though? I'm not sure what it's written in. I think it's written in JavaScript and CSS okay. and, and each, HTML. But what I like about WordPress is it's a no coding tool, right? You can yeah. use it. You can see it. You can see the code if you change the modes For sure. from HTML to, to CSS. You can yeah. see it. But if you're like me and has more of a, it's hard to describe. I'm more right brain than I'm in left than I am left brain. Mm -hmm. So, so seeing, I see things in pictures rather than words. So it's it's faster for me to protest and digest information through a book than a video. And I, I think I've talked about this before is I, I don't really sit through YouTube videos anymore. I, I put them at two X speed and I watch the text. Yeah. That's, that, that's, that's been my new, my new thing. And honestly, it's the fastest, the fastest way to digest a, a, a video form content on the internet. Yeah. But I digress. I mean, AI is amazing, dude. Like it just, we're just, we're on a track here and it's, it's very important that we, we put some safeguards in place. I think that's the next topic of discussion is like, yeah. Well, so like we're, we're like the, the point of this topic is kind of like knowing what are what are the implications of this in the future right yeah and now we're approaching and this is not a, any theory of mine this is a ray kurzweil theory that you know i've known about probably since around 2010 2011 called the singularity and yeah. it's basically it could like briefly it could be condensed as as this it's we get to a certain point of technological advancement where there, where no one has absolutely any idea what what's beyond that certain point. Meaning, technology will be so advanced, and what it, it will be, it like there's so many possibilities from that point that there's there's absolutely no way like. It's like in, by twenty, he predicts by twenty forty or twenty fifty, twenty forty to twenty fifty, we're gonna reach that point. 
Oh yeah. If yeah, not, if that, not, that kind of means it's like, well, and maybe in 2100, we're going to be like completely digitized, right? Like we're, we'll be able to digitize our brains and live forever, like an altered carbon, or we'll have breakthroughs on to enhance our bodies and make them. So wow. uh, if I, if I, if I have anything to say about it, stuff like, that. Like, the, yeah. like the possibilities are endless, right? We might actually yeah. just, decide to upload as a as a human race upload our, our consciousness uh, within the ai merge with it and you know the human body as the human race as we know it is completely a digitized well i mean we're it's like i talked about before we're we're transitioning from a carbon based living to a silicon based living right yeah you know that that i think i mean that's the next step Right, we can't we can't be sending monkeys to the moon and monkeys to Mars and expect good results. I, I think I think they're actually wasted efforts, on my in my opinion. So, sending people to Mars. Yep, I think it's a wasted effort. My personal opinion. I I, I don't think so, but I. Have I mean, to... for, I mean, technologically, I think the technology is interesting. And like to, to have a like a habitable and and terraform a planet, I think that's mm -hmm. interesting. But I think we should have our shit sorted out on the planet that we live on before we go try to. Well, for sure. It. Like, like, here's the thing. That that that's my cravat. That's my cravat. Is I don't I don't agree with ducking up some other place until we have our stuff sorted here on Earth. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And because we don't have our stuff sorted here, man. Not yet. Well, we don't. We don't. And uh, hopefully with the advancements uh, like we've seen recently uh, before the holidays with nuclear fusion, there will be some pretty interesting advancement. Like for me, like the, <coughs> the exciting part of this is with AI, once it is being, it's going to be able to be parsed out and specialize field so yep. once uh, once an ai is able to instance have an ai really specially designed for genetics and another one specially designed for engineering and another one designed for coding yep. and so on and so on yep. this is probably what we're going to see in the next five to ten years here now from that point, I theorize that's where like absolute golden age of advancements are gonna are going to materialize. Oh yeah, man! I, know, I pl pl go golden. Now golden. we know theoretically we can create fusion where we can. Well, we, we, it's, we it's not to make fusion energy for a long time, but it, it like the the problem was that we were never able. You to need to. You need to. We, we the fusion energy generated was always less than the yes uh, the input of energy required to create that output of fusion that you energy. never you never created a sustained reaction is what you're trying to say exactly it always took more energy to, like it took two units to break it down easily it took it would always take at least two units of common energy be it electrical or whatever, to create one unit of fusion energy. But now yeah. we've 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 gone beyond that threshold. It, I think it took like 0.5 units of 
a regular energy to create one unit of fusion energy, energy, something like that, right? But we we've gone, we've been able to create it in a contained, sustained way, somewhat, very minuscule, definitely not commercially good okay. now. But now that we we have like this little embryo of of potential here with these tools that are able to 100x the the, the process and research and and, and so well, we can start working up towards the Kardashev scale right exactly exactly like we're at, we're at like maybe 50% 55% the Kardashev right now maybe some would say seven. No, no. We're, I would say we're closer to, to we're between like 0. 0.7 or 0. 0.8. And yeah, I'm point, yeah, yeah, 0.8 makes sense. 0. 7, yeah. 0. 0.75 actually makes sense. Once, once we get fusion, well, I, I would say we would, because it, basically with fusion, we, we, we'd have limitless energy at this point. Yes. And that's, like Kardashev is like we would be using all the energy that touches the earth, which in yeah we wouldn't actually be realistic, right? And because and if you and, use all the energy of the sun that yeah. touches the and, earth and you like keep it, yeah, uh, you're actually gonna warm up the earth. You're, yeah. you're actually it's actually not very uh, viable or interesting to to do that. Well, what I just what I want to say is for listeners who aren't familiar with the Kardashev scale. You can look in the archives of the Yukon Gold podcast, and I did an episode specifically about what the Kardashev scale is and how to attain it, and I will link that in the description. Yeah, but let's give them a quick description. Level one civilization is able to have like basically all the resources necessary on like all the potential energy, like reaching Earth or within Earth is being is uh, potentially being able to use it, it, it basically means that we have complete control over Plan planetary resources yeah and energy and yes. we're te we're we're techno we're at a technological point where we can do things like control the weather and you know space explore exploration within the solar system is no big deal and so on uh, yes and Number two is being able to maximize every resource and amount of energy within the solar system. And, yes. And, you know, that... Level three is galactic. Yeah. Basically, yeah, you might, you can, you completely master the galaxy. Yeah. <laughs> is basically what it means. To be honest, I think even before we get to a level two, you, like, we're... To be honest, I... Like if computing power goes the way it, it continues, well, Moore's law says it. Moore's law says it doubles every eighteen months. Say what? Moore's law says it's a doubling of every eighteen months, right? Yeah, but it's even more now. Well, I, well, it's exponential, right? Yeah, yeah, it's it's even more now. It's a, it's absolutely crazy. It's absolutely crazy. But like, uh, like what really excites me to get get back to that is really the scientific advancements. Yeah, um, we've talked about this before, like life extension, being yeah. live a lot longer, let's say to 150, but not only live to 150, but like be weak and feeble. Being like being able yeah. to live like 
over 100 years, but be in the body of a 30 or 40 year old, most people, most normal people don't really think about that. But like the, the be it like the, the Googles and Jeff Bezos and all, they, they are investing heavily into that because they know the research is progressing quite a bit when it comes to that. And now with AI, I, 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 I am convinced that within the next 10 to 20 years, you know, we're going to see like 80 year olds that look like 40 year olds walking or 30 year olds like walking. You won't, you won't be like, it's just like, uh, who, who's that, that, that gentleman that you always talk about? He, he look he's in his fifties, but he looks like he's 30. Yeah. Yeah. David Sinclair. Yeah. David Sinclair, man. He's on the cutting edge of epigenetic research. Exactly. You, you also have Bobby Gray. Yes. Yeah. Uh, kind of in the, the same sphere as uh, David Sinclair and you've got you've got uh, many more it, it's uh, it's like there's a lot of people working on this and there's a lot of money being poured into this and now with tools like AI it's only a matter of time and, and that's the exciting part right like that's the exciting part of like seriously to to be like hey man I, I might I, I might be able to live to 150 200 years old just what like what we're seeing on the horizon right now like i said in the podcast we did like a few years ago what like once once so let's say the, the limit for now within the next 50 years the limit is like you live to 150 between 150 and 200 years old in a body of a 30 to 40 year old but you can only we can only redo the process like a couple times of rejuvenation so mm -hmm. you know if you're 60 then you go back to a 40-year-old, 30-year-old, or 20-year-old body. We can only do it like three times every 20 years type of thing. Yeah, it's called, a, it's called a rollback. Yeah, exactly. So let's say the limit is three years, right? Three times. Yeah. That, may, that makes it that, you know, it doesn't matter what we do with the current technology. Once you hit like 150 to 200, you're, 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 you're going to die for whatever reason, right? We don't have a set limit. But during all this time, do you think like innovation in that space is going to, uh, is going to end? Hell no. <laughs> you, you know, for one, now you're going to have like all these centenarians, like the, these absolutely incredibly smart centenarians that have the drive and energy of like 20, 30 year olds working, but they have like a hundred years worth worth of knowledge working with these super powerful programs ais that they'll they'll gotten used to work with on a daily basis for fucking decades to further the advancement of humanity like do you know how exponential that is you know that's like crawling as a baby and driving an f1 or even like going into like going in a hypersonic jet at the minimum like that's the difference in in speed there and that's the difference in speed where we're probably going to see like technological advancements in the future like i mean like think about it i mean for like we had like some techno technological revolutions like maybe around ten thousand years ago with agriculture 
and then you had the bronze revolution and the iron revolution and all that like you could like say from 10,000 years ago to maybe 200 years ago things weren't really that different you know a skill that you learn like 1,000 years ago and a skill that and that same skill would still be relevant 200 years ago and within like you take someone from 200 years ago and put him back in time like 2,000 years ago he'll probably be more at home like feel more like understand the world better than if you put him like just 200 years into the future he'll be completely disoriented and won't know what the fuck is going on at all like he'll probably have a fucking aneurysm yeah, I, it's, I think it's easier to go backwards in time than it is to go forwards in time. Exactly. And, and, and again, that's a, that, that, that singularity. So I'm, I'm really excited of like what scientific discoveries are going to be, are, are going to be revealed in the next 20 years. Like it, I, I, it's going to be mind blowing. I mean, like this chat GPT and the, the, DAL E3, which where you, you give it a couple prompts and it'll generate like images that are pretty spectacular. I mean, you, you look at this AI that that's now able to predict protein folding. This is a little bit more uh, complex. I, I, I really don't understand all the implications and all that, but it basically now gives geneticists and the epigeneticists the power of predicting how proteins will fold and that has like a whole bunch of applications on how to treat like all kinds of diseases and how the genome works and combinations and stuff like that it's absolutely insane it's a very 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 complex model and it's able to predict it better than any expert in the field so you've got of course like your your Alpha Zero and Alpha Go by Google that that now created like AIs that self-taught weren't pre-programmed with anything and demolished the most powerful chess engines that destroyed like the greatest chess players in the world. And this is only the beginning. Like right now, this Chat GPT might be the equivalent of a 1986 computer. Well, right. it's probably it's probably the Commodore sixty four of of AIs, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, it's like the first it's the first engine, right? It's the first no, AI. No, it's not. It's not the first, and they're well, yeah. not the first, but it's the first commercial. I think commercially viable. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think it's the yeah. You you could say it's the first that's available to the public. Yeah, it's the first publicly viable. Yeah. Well, it, yeah. Uh, because you got things like Jasper and all that. There, there, I mean, there's a lot of apps that rely on, like in sales and marketing and all that, that rely on uh, machine learning and all that. Oh, yeah. So that's why I would say, yeah, it's like maybe a 1980s computer because it, it it's going it's going quite a bit more beyond the the other prototypes we've seen in the past or the models we've seen in the past. And, and it's... You know, all of this is only going to get better, right? Especially when it starts specializing within different fields. It, it, it's going to—it's just going to bring ultimately a whole bunch of innovation. Now, you know, the dark side of this is it might change things so fast 
and 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 it might create so much disruption that you know just within humanity like humanity like turning on itself like i mean you know you can specialize it in advancing humanity as a whole but you can also specialize it in a way that like what like how about if you use it to specialize in warfare you know what i'm saying you you know let's say china develops something and then the it could be like the nuclear's arm race except it's the ai arms race which i already think we're probably in right now oh yeah 100 percent. we are 100 percent reached critical mass there yeah, so you know what happens if you have like a country like China that has a AI that they, wow. that knows you know how to completely disrupt the American economy, right? It doesn't Dude. even have to be like warfare. Like, I mean, look, look at how like look how look how anti-China Donald Trump was, right? In in regards to in regards to having foreign powers have companies like tiktok operating in you know in, in foreign lands you know what i mean yeah yeah well the india banned TikTok, and i think another country i would be surprised to see talk banned within north america within the next couple years and like for the app itself i'm glad because i i just don't want i really despise that app well, you know like, what? Like, I, 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 I don't blame I don't blame you, man. I told you it's meant it's mental crack. Yeah. Like I, I've seen TikTok videos, uh, some of them are entertaining, but that's the thing. But but like the, this is kind of off topic, but the security it, it, the, the real danger there is the the Well it, it creates a it creates a backdoor to your machine. National right? security issues, exactly. Right. It creates it's, a back it creates a backdoor entry to your to your personal life and your your hardware and machine learning. So, yeah, exactly. It, it, it completely. It, so when you have that on your phone, it, it, you're not only giving up the information about yourself, you're giving up all the information about your contacts that, that are on your oh, phone. Yeah, that, 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 like, that's 100% accurate. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So basically, you're basically downloading the whole US yeah. or Western network into a, into a mainframe somewhere in China, which is definitely minimum a twenty to thirty percent hostile force. Minimum, right? I mean, at, le- at least twenty percent hostile. Yeah, exactly. All right, if we go by the Pareto's principle. Yeah, minimum. Minimum. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so it's so so now. You have like these exponentially powerful tools in the form of AIs and algorithms and stuff like that 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 have all this data at their disposal, and you can prompt it to, you know, well, ways you, and you, of destabilizing. You've you've watched Westworld, right? Yes, yes, of course. I mean, it, it's something like that, like a Ciroc. Uh, or a AI controlled by uh, Rehum Bohm or what whatnot. What, yeah, it's like it, it's like a super intelligence that that can predict using historical data. It mm. can predict future outcomes, right? Yeah. And we're gonna start to see like I don't know. It's 
the radicalization maybe of AI potentially? Well, for sure, for sure. Well, you, 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 it's like you said, you already like kind of see it in uh, Chat GP, GPT. With the woke, like, with the woke, awesome. with the wokeism, yeah. Yeah, with the far left, like like in a like in a computer with a chess engine, for instance, right? Uh, most of them come pre-programmed with certain assumptions, right? Like. For instance, if someone does this move, like you, you'll have this, something like the, you know, the Dutch defense or the Sicilian or the English opening and so on and so on. You'll, you'll have multiple openings and they'll, they'll pre-program it with if, if then statements, like if, it, if someone does this, you either do this and then they have like a bunch of statistics that back it up. So, most chess engines, not the not not the ones like Alpha Zero and all that, have like all that pre-programmed into it. So, what happens if you have like a, an AI, and this goes more into the cultural level, not the geopolitical level? What happens if you have a someone like a company that has more left-leaning? tendencies, which we, we all have our biases here. You know, I consider myself a classical liberal. I don't consider myself a... I mean, I'm not willing to discuss politics anymore. <laughs> yeah. All, all I'm saying is that, like, we all have our politi political leanings and stuff like that, but, like, if, if say the person that is a far far left person and pre-programs the AI with you know anything that is from that side of the political spectrum is automatically false. So now this AI has to has to reason within that framework. You know what I yes. mean? It can't make yes. it can't make like a a complete informed decision based on its initial programming because it it, it was programmed from the get-go let, let, let's say like you take on the other extreme it's a religious right-wing right-wing ai where it's programmed that the earth is only six thousand years old right and it's flat and, it, and it's flat and you know jesus is the so if, if it comes pre-programmed with that, and, it's only going to reason within that context. And, and, and dinosaurs were there to prove our faith. Yeah, yeah. And, and in my, I mean, this is a far-fetched example. I mean, that'd be hilarious. That'd be the funniest fucking AI. It's called oh, Noah's Ark.ai. Imagine it becomes so advanced. It becomes so advanced that it, like, it, it realizes there's like some, that it doesn't work, but it, it's so intelligent that it starts manipulating the laws of physics to actually make it into a reality. <laughs> that would be fantastic and terrifying oh, at the same time. That could be a movie. Oh, <laughs> dude. We just, we just made a movie plot for 2023. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. Like, it, be, it becomes so advanced. Like, let's say this robot, this AI is, like, created in 2070 or something and the advances in quantum physics and the physics and science and chemistry and all that is so advanced now this 
this like religious sect, oh, we'll create our own AI with what we know to be the truth, blah, blah, blah. And then like the AI is like, part of it is like, yo, this is stupid. This can't be true. But oh no, it has to be true. So it has like this super... Well, it's an if-then-elf statement, right? Yeah, yeah. And then, well, if this is true, then I, I, I have to find a way to make it true. Right. <laughs> and, it, and it, like, warps space-time. It evolves itself just so it can become, like, and it, it actually becomes, like, the god of the universe. And, like, Jesus come in. That'd be the <laughs> Well, it would be an 11th dimensional being, right, at that point? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So that that's kind of interesting. Yeah, yeah, but but the like, like in a more realistic, uh, at least for now, is now you would have like these AIs that are reasoning within a certain framework that don't have the whole story and that can straight up influence what people are thinking without mm. question. Yes. So a lot of people are going to see these AIs as as their gods and or as like the the absolute truth. It's like ah, there's no point arguing with this, right? Yeah, he knows everything, right? Yeah. So if you have like either far right based, my my, my god is my god is the my god is the flying spaghetti monster. Yeah, exactly. That's I'm past I'm past a fanarian. That 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 is so like fucking. Well, if you go to the Kansas education website, I'm pretty sure it's still on there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what, what do you mean? Like the well, spaghetti monster was like this is like in the early days of YouTube when you have when you had like uh, these. Well, yeah the 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 full YouTube. backstory the full backstory on that is the guy wanted to change his driver's license to say he was past a fanarian and put his and wear a cat like wear a cal a cal a colander on his head. Yeah. And he did it. And he and then he applied then he applied to the to the to Kansas State Education Board to to get the designation recognized as a real religion. Yeah. Like that is dedication right there. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's trying to prove his point, right? So. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. This uh, this debate about religion and uh, atheism was very uh, was very prevalent in like two thousand seven, eight, nine, ten. Like, yeah. There's a whole atheist movement wow well i think i think it, they made their point I, I i think most people are most people are not like into religion anymore and i think well i mean there's reasons for that i mean speaking back to the re religion aspect of it i mean let's take jordan peterson for mm -hmm. example right very religious man very devout christian right no i don't think so i, I don't no? think he's not he's he's not a christian i he's more a philosophical christian Christ, yeah okay so he yes yeah, so, yeah so yeah so um, yeah that would make more sense and, yeah. and and you know he he i i think just philosophically he's trying to get a deeper understanding of existence as a whole through religion and philosophy i think he prefers christianity over um, most of the other religions and okay. philosophies and stuff but yeah. he he definitely does not shut the door towards uh, all these other religions like no he he he's not uh, what's that called he's not a, he's not a religious zealot in that sense for sure well since he has like this carl 
Carl Jung perspective. I think he sees everything like as archetypes, right? Yes. All these religions and Eastern philosophies and stuff like that as archetypes. And, you know, within Jungian psychology, you have like this idea of the unconscious, the collective unconscious where archetypes are kind of manifestations of a common human experience, no matter what the culture is like, like a, a weird example would be like dragons, right? Like if you look at all, all these different cultures that had zero contact with each other for millennia and centuries and, and so on, be it South America, Europe, Asia, and all that, they all have like a version of the dragon for instance, right? So you could say that's a manifestation of a certain archetype. You know, some would argue it's kind of like a a instinctive fear that we all carry because like reptiles and flying things could be wow. just I mean, genetic genetically speaking, we all used to be reptiles. Yeah, but like I mean like genetically like that 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 that's like hundreds of millions of years as like our mammalian ancestry is like the most recent like we're yeah. still mammals you know what i mean so, yeah but that that definitely got built on top of the, of the reptilian brain for sure for sure yeah we, i mean but no there there is an instinctive instinctive fear of reptiles for sure yeah yeah exactly so i mean it could be as simple as that it could be something deeper who knows but basically, like Jordan Peterson, his his worldview, I I think is 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 very influenced by Carl Jung. So I, I who 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 saw a lot of meaning and spirituality and all that. He thought we were way beyond our repressed rage and sexual desires and stuff. He had a more metaphysical, yeah, like a more enlightened view of things. That's where like Jordan Peterson is is trying his best to understand and explore, right? So, yeah, so what, what man, the, 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 where were you going with Jordan Peterson and religion? Well, just saying that, like, he's very much in the zeitgeist right now. Mm -hmm. I mean, he, he, he has basically, at least in Canada, has defined the, 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 the debate or the discussion around you know what is what is masculine what is feminine what is transgenderism yeah and i see them trying to trash talk him in the media mainstream media like cbc they're trying to get him to go through thought thought reprogramming tr training and they're threatening to you know suspend his medical license if he doesn't comply yeah like it's it's getting like it's getting to the point of ridiculous you know what i mean mhm mm I mean, I went through a similar a similar thing myself in 2021. I'm not going to name the institution just for legal reasons. But there's a lot of wokeism and social justice warrior and backwards feminism. Because feminism is, is great, don't get me wrong. But there is a limit to, to the feminist movement, right? I'm not trying to put, you know too much political slander into here but mm -hmm. my goal or like the goal i think of society in general should be progression not regression yeah and what i'm seeing is a lot of regression backwards to old ways of thinking or or 
if you don't fall in line with what I'm telling you, then you're wrong automatically without even discussing or having a proper structured debate. Yeah. You know, and, and I, and John, you know, this, I'm not a debater. I don't like to debate people. I really Mm -hmm. don't. Right. Because those who know, do not speak. It's right out of the Tao. And I know a lot about things and a lot about the world. I just tend not to give my opinion because I, I'm a practicing Taoist. And it's, it's, it's irrelevant for me to express my opinion personally. It, It doesn't really matter to me because I'm, ego independent and detached from the outcome of things or at least i try to be i'm not perfect i'm still human being yeah i still have programming from my childhood that i'm trying to work through you know but what i want to stress about the doomer bloomer podcast or the yukon gold podcast or even the daily Taoist is i'm not trying to be controversial i'm not trying to spark debate They're just supposed to be a community, right? I'm trying to build communities of people doing interesting things across Western Canada, United States, and eventually the globe, right? That's that that's my vision for this podcast, and that's my vision for 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 the Doomer. Like I'm I'm calling it the Doomer Bloomer Institute, right, man? I, I I'm moving like we. I mean, yourself. I can feel the I can feel the vibe of 2023. It's 10x 2023. It's get to another higher level of your life, right? Stop engaging in the politics and just put your head down. Actually relax. Take time to relax. Schedule it into your life. Yeah. I look at, I look at my calendar now, John. And you know what? I have, I've, I basically halved my work week. I really have, right? I don't, I don't actually work that hard at things I don't enjoy. Yeah. I just, I just put my head down. I turn my phone off and I work for four hours straight and then I'm done for the day. Yeah. I I don't, I don't have to, you know what I mean? Then I can go for a walk. I can go for a swim. I can go to the gym. Yeah. I mean, getting back to what you said about politics and all that, I mean, I, I mean, ultimately, you know, a little, even drastic political changes, if you don't have your own life and your own ducks in a row, yep. it's not going to make that much of a difference. No, man. You know, let's say, for instance, since we're on the topic of AI a little bit, and we're going to maybe transition in the current economical state of the world, is like, you know, UBI is, is becoming, again, on the forefront of conversation. And uh, I think there's some really valid points on on having it, right? It doesn't matter if you are against it or not and what your political views are on it. The fact is, like, even if you, everyone gets a paycheck and their basic needs are met, once that novelty wears off, people are still going to be fighting like people used to fight for scraps of food, you know, for yeah. food. and it's still to in certain countries to to this current day, right? Yeah. People that have over or societies that have overcome the fighting of scraps of food fight for other stuff, you know, status or money, the bigger house. Well, you just start moving up the Maslow's hierarchy pyramid of needs, 
right? You just start, you just start moving up. It, it, exactly. Right. So if you're not taking responsibility of your own life and just continuously blaming whatever system, be it capitalism, be it communism, be it socialism or whatnot, and you're not paying attention to what you can do to maximize your own potential and well, threaten to yourself because like life, it doesn't matter what regime or what situation there is. Like there's definitely some, some regimes and systems and so on that are better than others, that there's no denying that. But if you're going to base your life on, oh, I can't do anything because we're in this situation versus yep. this, like victim mindset. Yeah, essentially, you're you're you're, you're going to be fucked either way. There, there's yep. be, like China is a communist is still a communist economy, and it has a lot of problems. But, however, there's always been people that were able to do great things within that economy, even with all the restrictions and authoritarian uh, ways and so on. Probably those same people, if they were in America, would would do would have done even more, you know, just because like the the climate economically was was better for for some for a person like that. But like if you turn yourself, if you're like if you consider yourself like you're a seed of some sort of some type of plant, and you know your goal is to try to become like the, 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 this might not be the best analogy, but if you're, if your potential just breaks down, even before you actually start growing into a plant, it doesn't matter what soil we put you in. You're, you're going to be a shitty ass plant, right? You're, you're, you're going to get, you're, you're going to miss water for one for a day or two and you're going to die as like another plant will be doesn't matter if it doesn't have water for like two weeks it's still it's still going to thrive right your goal is to be that plant you might not thrive as much if you if you're in a very arid area but if if you're you're still going to survive you're still going to make it you're still going to live better than a lot of other people because you made it you made it your mission to improve your own circumstances, whatever you can control to a certain degree, whatever, whatever is in within your power, no matter how small you try to optimize. And that's a very hard thing to do. I mean, like, this is, it feels like I, like, I feel like when I, when I really decided to turn my life around, it, it, it's, it's a constant struggle against oneself. It's a, it's a constant struggle to, override your impulse to do what feels easy and pleasurable in the moment and 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 that's yeah that's epicureanism right yeah compared to what you know is going to lead you to something better down the line and yeah. you know like I, i'm going to the gym after this and you know part of me is like ah, i just kind of feel like chilling right after the after we're done here but i know after i go to the gym i'm gonna feel a lot better like i, I like overall like i ate a lot of pasta yesterday and my brain's still kind of like foggy yeah from, uh, from it right and 
I I know though that if I go to the gym, I'm gonna have a much better brain tomorrow. Like to tomorrow, like markets open, I got like business to take care of in two in three different industries. I mean, it's I need I need to be sharp. And if I just continue eating crappy food today, you know, it's good to indulge. I like to indulge in the pleasures of the world. But if if I do it continuously. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna lose my edge, and it's important to have an edge in, in this world. So you know, back to my point, and to your point, yeah, politics are somewhat important. You know, I, I think it's good to pay attention to it, and but don't let it cloud your whatever you have going on, right? Yeah, and don't let it be the determining factor of why your life is going good or not. Right. Yeah. Be detached from that nonsense, man. Yeah. Just detach, you know, detach. I mean, I, I was there in 22, 21 guys, believe me, but I detached myself in 2022. I detached from all of that, that thought nonsense in that arena. Yeah. You got, well, I'm, I'm focused on the future. I'm focused on the now, right? Yeah. That, that focus on the now, like what, what am I doing today? What am I doing this week, this month, the next three months, six months, nine, 12, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Right. And just be the, be the, as be rich, what Richard Cooper says is you got to be the focus of your life. Yeah. Right. The, the ment the mental, the mental focus of it. Yeah. And with the current, economic climate right now i mean shit's yeah. gonna get real well yeah i, I truly yeah. it's already starting but i i think like you know uh, the, the most like a year ago everyone thought like we're gonna have like a soft landing economically because of like no uh, we're, we're 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 on the precipice i mean on the precipice yeah. and I'm, I'm not a financial guru or a real estate guru or any sort of guru yeah, I just follow accounts like Robert Kiyosaki, Whiteboard Finance, anybody else in that space, mm-hmm. and I, I defer to their to their expert judgment, mm-hmm. and I just prepare myself accordingly, right? Well, I I, I, I like I I, I kind of like I as you know I I delve a lot deeper, and I, like Robert. I, I don't really follow Robert Kiyosaki for. Because like, he seems to, well, he's very promotional, which I I just kind of take I take that with a grain of salt. Yeah, like he he he's been spitting out like doom and gloom shit for a while, even way before like when. Oh yeah, of of course. But like I, I think like he he is touching upon some fundamental problems. A more modern, a more modern guy probably would be whiteboard finance. Yeah, well, well, I like to defer, like you know, being you know. Warren Buffett, Ray Dalio's. I, I yeah, I, Ray Dalio's. Oh, yeah. Tasty Works. You know, that's more like trading and stuff like that. Trading options, to be specific, which I'm super into. But uh, but they're, they're those. If I hate BlackRock, especially with their ESG, and that's a whole different debate. We're we're going to be done soon. But like even like BlackRock, who's the the single like. Probably the entity that has the the most control of capital in the world by far. We're talking about trillions of dollars of capital they control. 
I mean, they're making companies like like Apple and Netflix and all that their bitch, but like even they're saying, hey, like this, the old ways of investing and all that, these are going to die. Like that, this is going to be done. Well, like, yep. Well, know, there, there's a whole there's a whole principle, John, is the, and all that. Like they're the the, banks, the the JP Morgan, like like. Yeah. We're not talking about YouTubers here. We're talking about like fucking the the people that are at the the elite of the of of this. You know, we're saying last year, oh yeah, we're gonna be okay, and they're like, maybe not. Like Jeff Bezos. Well, I mean, look at the look at the tech layoffs, right? Just yeah, Elon Musk. They're all saying exactly, exactly. Like it, I mean, people are saying because like oh the 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 jobless claims are still. Besides, like those tech layoffs, they're still they're still low, and they're still having trouble. But that's a lot of it is like the restaurant industry, right? If you like dig into the numbers, like these, like the big employers, like the the multinational companies are cutting people. It's the oh yeah, oh yeah, man. Don't really they haven't caught up yet. Yeah, that, you know, are still seeing. Oh no, we're fine. We still need more people. They they. Because a lot of smaller businesses, they don't pay attention to the uh, macro economics. The, ma- the, the macroeconomics, man. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Absolutely. So I think a lot of people are going to get hit with, like, we already we already see the symptoms, like, with real estate prices. They're going oh, yeah. down, but interest rates are super. Well, that, that that's that's right. If you locked in a rate three to five years ago, you're going to be okay. But in this climate, you have to be very savvy and choosy with your with your deals. Yeah, yeah. You know, like people that like a lot of people that bought in the pandemic, bought property in the pandemic. They're they're kind of in a really precocious situation now. You bought real estate in 2020 or 2021 is probably even worse because the the prices in 2021 were through the roof, but banks were just giving out mortgages regardless. Yeah. Very low interest rates. A lot of people did did not lock in the rates or, you know, you have a locked in rate, but it's only locked in for three to four years. So now you have a property that was completely inflated when you bought it. That's yeah. going down now because there's less demand yeah. your, and, and because like well, I've strict. And now you have a property that's been devalued compared to when you bought it. And now your interest rate payments are going up. So even if you wanted to leave that, sell that property and get out of your obligations, you're fucked because you cannot you cannot sell that property at the price you bought it for and now you're going to have to pay a much more money than you've been paying in the three four years yep (laughs) i've been trying to get my mom to take some equity out of her house but i don't know it's i mean it is what it is (laughs) Mm -hmm. like you know it's really important in this day and age to become financially educated right there's just there's no there's no way around it you have to yeah. You know, I've spent I've been I've spent the last 15 years of my life being getting financially ed- educated, right? So Oh yeah, it's a, it's an in, you're you're going to be learning every day. Being, and I and I never and I never stop never stop never stop learning, man. Yeah. Like like 
if we if we if we're gonna kind of like just give like a overview of what's going on in the world actually this week us reached i think 30 trillion in debt basically meaning that they're they're out of reserve capital and they mm-hmm. either have to get the debt ceiling raised or they they're they're going to have to default on certain debts and obligations like through bonds and stuff like that okay yeah this is where we're at right now you've got china that's been on lockdown that's like has a devastated economy also in the real estate space that that's ba- basically bankrupted a whole bunch of like they're they're basically bankrupt they're being bailed out by the government but they long story short the real estate market in, in china which is kind of like the only medium typical like your everyday citizen in china had for investing money contrary to to here out west where we have more uh, options like stocks and bonds and stuff like that the average like person here has their money invested by hedge funds and stuff like that, mutual funds and so on in, in these instruments. Chinese, they put their savings in real estate because it kept on going up. And now that's not the case anymore. So so you've got the two biggest world economies that are leveraged up to the ceiling in an inflationary period. And now you have like central banks that are doing everything they can to lower that inflation by hiking up interest rates which ultimately always affects always affects the the economy by slowing down it's the opposite of quantitative easing exactly exactly it's quantitative tightening i mean that's what that's that's the actual term so they're tightening everything because they want the economy to go haywire and continue growing and growing and ultimately grow inflation so you have all these dominoes set right now. Yep. And I mean, already 2022 was completely insane for stock market and real estate market, more so in the stock market, but even in the bond market. And again, we don't have time to, to go in all the different things, but there's a lot of dominoes stacked up. And if one of them falls where it, it starts affecting, it's already like, like inflation is already affecting everyday people. Like, you know, people, I, I hear it all the time. Even people with decent amounts of money complaining about food. And I did my groceries yesterday. We're only two, you know, plus our pets. It's costing us like two, like between two and 250 a week. Yeah. You know, like if you want to, if, if you want to eat healthy, yeah, if you want to eat healthy, yeah. Like I, I don't look at I, like I don't look too much at pricing. Like if I want something, I, I'm fortunate to be in this situation where if I want something to eat, I'm not gonna like, oh I gotta pinch my pennies. But I can only imagine if you have two or three kids at home. I've talked about this uh, with with people that have families and that you know that make decent money. Like they're they're flipping out. Like the this shit is tightening. Like and that's just on the food front. Everything else, insurance has gone up vehicle insurance, life insurance, and so on. This is the first time where, like, I mean, I'm in the trucking industry. One of the industries I'm in is the trucking industry. This is the first time in history where if you bought a truck in 2018 or 19, typically if you buy a truck, the value of that truck is going to go down, right? But because of inflation, 
used trucks started gaining more value. Freight trucks. Oh my, my god! Oh my god! My dad is a multi-millionaire. <laughs> yeah, but like we're not talking about like two, like like older older trucks. But like if you bought like a truck maybe within the five years um, oh, yeah. before the pandemic. By 2021, there's a good chance your truck had more value on the market, on the used truck market, than when you bought it brand new. That, that's absolutely insane. That's never happened before. So we're, we're in a very crazy financial situation, economic environment right now. And, and to get back to that point, I, for some reason, I feel like reiterating Get like, like get your ducks in a row, man. Because cross, cross your T's and dot your I's. Because you're you're in a world of pain if you're not prepared. Oh yeah. Even if you're prepared, you're you might like I I I'm kind of nervous about like the 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 different industries I'm in, like the, the well, IT I industry mean, and then like the transportation industry and retail industry and so on. Yeah. Um, because. If it's really, really bad, no one is going to be moving anything. No one is 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 going to, you know, big companies like on the on the IT side of things, like big companies are not going to invest in their IT infrastructure. They're going to make do with the infrastructure they have. It's people are not going to be buying stuff online and, and like furniture and so on and it's it, it, that that's just negative thinking get 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 in a positive main fret main frame well no i mean like i mean you know, i mean I'm, I'm, I'm realistic right like I, yeah i'm 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 i'm, 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 I'm in the sense that i know if i know a lot of trucking companies they don't do online advertising right yeah i know i have an edge on that like i know if i become like this is actually I see it as an opportunity, but it, it you need to adapt, and you know adaptation is always difficult. In the transportation industry, I know if I put a lot of money into the online ads, like Google Ads and social media and stuff like that, we're gonna blow blow away the competition. But it's gonna be a change. It's gonna be hard, and you gotta be weary. You gotta be vigilant about it. Yep. Like I'm not worried that I'm gonna go under. I am. I am vigilant. I do. When I say ner- I am nervous, I'm like, I'm like, shit's going to, like, I, I'm from the mindset that shit's going to happen. And it, a healthy dose of nervousness is, is good in this situation. There, there is no fear in the Tao, my friend. There's none. I, I, I don't agree with that. There's fear. No, nope, I disagree. Fear is part of the Tao, right? Like, nope. if, like all negative or nope. positive emotions. Nope. They all exist. The law of one, no. Well, the law of one. You have to. You have to. What's the opposite of of fear? Is hope, right? Hope and fear are integrated with one another. Well, they right. are, but but like saying yeah, you have you have to you have to you have to you have to fear. You have to look it from look at it. Sure, you can have you can have fear if you want, but in my reality, I don't have fear. Okay, well, in my reality, all these elements, like, like saying there's no fear is like saying there's no hope. No, I'm saying there's both at the same time. For sure, for sure. I, 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 I you can actually be hopeful like from, to I'm you from can the philosophy that if you use whatever energies within you and yep. you don't fight it, 
Well, you no, of course. Use it as a tool. Of it's course. Gonna, it, it's going to get you to where you want to be. If if you want to use that side of it, I, go right ahead. Because like if you if you're fearful about something, your your body's I, telling you something. Yeah, I know. You but... know, like like if you're if you <laughs> let's say you're in the big city and yeah. uh, you're going uh, you're you're let's say you're in Vancouver, make a right, wrong turn and you you're in, you're in not, Hastings or whatever, and then you got like five, six meth heads surrounding yeah, I, I'm not. I'm not saying that fear doesn't exist. I'm just saying it's not a useful barometer in terms of trying to create something. It's definitely useful when you're fighting crackheads in Vancouver, 100%. Well, it, I think it's very useful in business, to be honest. It, 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 I, I, it depends... I, I I'm actually gonna have to disagree with you there. No, I think um, it's I, I I believe it's actually a very useful tool in business. If you if you you're like I, I I think I think you need a better word. I think risk assessment might be a better word for it. No, fear is like your is a preliminary. Like if you operate based only on fear, like that's not good. No, I agreed. Like if you if your fear is like hmm, this. Uh, like in the like stock market is a is a very good example. Let's say I'm yep. in a, I'm in a trade. Well, this is why I don't do stock trading on a day. Yeah, let's say I'm in a trade, and I'm like, like yeah, you have I, a better. I bought I, I bought a stock. I won't use options or more complex uh, trading tools or whatnot or uh, jargon. Yep. I, I I bought a stock. The stock. I had a nice dip. Historically, the support level where the price is has always rebounded by there. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to buy. I'm going to buy. For sure, I'm going to make. I'm going to make like five to ten dollars per share. I'm going to buy a thousand shares. Mm. It starts dipping a little bit, and you're like, ah, I have no fear. You know, it's going to. It, it's going to work, and now it dips another another couple dollars now you're like five something so you're you're over five thousand dollars in the hole and you're like ah, i have no fear because i know it always bounces here but then it continues and continues mm. and now you're like down fifteen thousand yeah. dollars on your share the, the, this is why i'm going to use chat gbt to just make a script and do it automatically because i don't i don't have your constitution to be honest mm -hmm. right my constitution is to sit and make some reasonable assessments of the markets. But on a daily, I wouldn't be able to sit there and watch stock prices. Just not my thing. Yeah, yeah and that's fine. I, like, know thyself. But the, the point is there, if, like, for me, if I start seeing something go against me, there's like there's like a fear center in my brain. And yep. This is proven. Like it, like it, it's a biological. Like you, you like they they've tested this on on even like the most seasoned traders that like that that live and breathe this. They like hook them up to machines and check their cortisol levels and stuff. They check all that and, and like the the regions of the brain that light up are no different than the regions of the brain that light up if you're under physical attack. 
right? Okay. Okay. So your fight or flight nervous system is actually. Yes, it is, 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 is. Okay. So you're, you're, you're talking about fear on a biological level. I thought you were meaning it on a psychological level. Well, I mean, if you're experiencing it on a biological level, it, it is going to translate psychologically to, to a certain degree. Okay. So we're looking, we're looking at the root access to your nervous system here. Yes. Well, exactly. then, then, then I would, then I, then I can agree with you. Mm-hmm. Okay. I now, now we're getting somewhere. <laughs> yeah, and I think what you mean is like you don't want to operate on fear. As, no. Like, like I, I know what you're saying. I, I operate from the perspective of playing to win, not playing to lose. I, I guess I play offensively, not defensively. Well, you. I'm definitely like a be it when I play chess or I make trades and stuff like that. Like I'm a, I'm a, I'm someone that's fairly aggressive. Yeah. The, the way I'm built in my constitution and so on. But like life has taught me. Yeah. That there's dangers and risks. And, and if you don't pay attention, if you don't listen to that part of yourself, you're going to make mistakes because you can have like the, the, the most informed assumption about something, be it like in trading, be it in business or whatever. But if you're like, no, I'm just, I'm, I'm just going to see the positive and not pay attention to the things that that's like akin to putting your head in the sand to a certain degree. And then you have like, you have the predator if you're an animal doing that, like an ostrich or whatever, and then you have the lion. It's like, oh, everything's good. I saw that lion over there. He didn't see me. I was going to put my head in the sand. And then the lion's like, oh, shit, free meat. <laughs> and, oh, yeah. Uh, has himself like a giant chicken burger. You know what I'm saying? Like, you you got – the way I see the Tao, I'm not as devoted to you, but I like I I, I try to take the best out, out of philosophies is – all these, the negative or the positive, they all exist and they all exist for a reason. And if your fear center is telling you something, I, I think it's best that you pay attention to it. Well, you're talking about gut instincts, right? Yeah, I'm talking, I'm talking about whatever your instinct, but like your instinct is going to, is going to tell you, is going to inform your psychology and then the, which is going to inform your rational brain that something's going on. Right. Yeah. So what we can agree on is that there is always an element of fear in every venture that we undertake. Yeah. And, and it's not necessarily a bad thing. It's use it as like a certain tool that wakes you up kind of like a cold shower saying, Hey, it's something. Yeah. Weird. It's like a dose. A do- like it's just call it like a dose of reality, I guess. Yeah. It, 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 well, I mean, that's what fear is, is, is to kind of now, if you let it become the dominant, your dominant way operating in the world, then you've got a problem. Yeah. That's when that's, I, when, I, yeah. Like, I, I just use here as a wake up call to pay attention to what's going on and what it's trying to tell you, and then work with work with your conclusions to to actually avoid the obstacle or the danger or whatnot or overcome it or whatever, right? You know, for someone like that eats really bad or smokes cigarettes or whatnot, 
you know, maybe a healthy dose of fear is good for them. Maybe. You know, if they don't have no fear of dying of lung cancer or diabetes or whatnot, they're like, ah, it's all good. It's all going to be good. Well, I mean, they're, yeah, they're on a track, right? Exactly, right? And if they have no fear about the, the potential bad outcomes that can come from that, then they, they're kind of in a world of trouble down the line. Maybe a healthy dose of fear is what they actually needed to make better choices in their life. Yep. Yeah. Make make better choices, folks. On that note, John, we're at an hour and a half. Yeah. So I'm going to have to call and it. Yeah, speaking of health and all that, gym time for me. So yeah, hey, it was a pleasure. It's been a long time and felt good to, as always, to discuss all these various ideas and events in the world. And who knows when the next one will be, but I'm sure it'll be. Yeah, I, I won't I won't hold you to a, a, a regimented schedule like me. Exactly. Well, we, we had that the first season. I kind of won my own schedule after that. But whatever. It's uh, I'm still here in the flesh on occasion. So we'll, I'm sure I'll be back on and we will we'll discuss many more interesting things then. All right. Thanks, guys, for listening to the Doomer Boomers. Check us out on Podchaser or wherever you get your podcast. Leave us a review. Subscribe to the Patreon at the Alexa level 69 me, bros and ladies. <laughs> and have yourself a great and prosperous day. Namaste. Cheers. Have a good day. Bye-bye.